back to the Tango Banter, episode number 59. I am Yelizaveta, and today's topic is going to be drawn from my last episode, my interview with Tanya Magid, who mentioned something very interesting in our conversation that stuck with me and was the initial seed of the idea for this episode. If you haven't checked out that episode, I recommend you do that because a lot of the themes that I'm going to be speaking to today actually relate to some of the themes we touched upon in our conversation. But one particular thing that I wanted to point out was that at the end of the episode, Tanya said that she was also planning to participate in the SoCal Tango Championship in the same competition. And in a very nice, cute way, she said, hey, maybe we'll get to dance together, which the odds of that happening were pretty slim. But guess what? It actually did happen and we ended up dancing together one of the songs uh, at the competition so it was a complete surprise from the universe and you can actually see a video of us dancing I am including the link in the uh, show notes you can actually see uh, a video of all of the three songs with three people that I dance and one of them is Tanya and uh, it's very possible that Tanya is going to make another guest appearance on this podcast specifically to talk about our experience of getting to dance together at the SoCal Tango Championship. So uh, stay tuned for an update about that. Now, the topic at hand that I want to bring up that Tanya inspired me to talk about was this notion of age and what is the ideal age at which you could start tango. The reason why I got so interested in this question was because Tanya's journey in some ways was the opposite of mine. I started tango in my 20s when my life was just sort of becoming and beginning to develop. Whereas Tanya started tango in her late 40s after she had already gone through a lot of meaningful experiences and life transitions. And we realized that there was a benefit and a drawback to each. So I started wondering since there are benefits to either one, what is the ideal? What could be the ideal age? Is there such a thing as an ideal age to become a tango dancer or even a dancer? Is there an ideal age to start dancing? And I'm sure for most of us, including myself right now, if I were in a car listening to this podcast, and I would speak the answer into the air, I would say, the younger, the better, right? 
the younger the better. To start dancing at a young age is a gift. And I feel the intensity of uh, my regret myself that I didn't start dancing earlier in life. In fact, I remember wanting to dance before I even understood what dancing was. I remember I was growing up in Africa. My father was working there at the time at the Russian embassy. And my sister, who was five years older than me, she's still five years older than me, uh, she was preparing for a performance that was scheduled for New Year's, for the New Year's. There was some sort of a, an event that was being planned by the adults and the kids were just doing what the adults said. And so we were broken up into groups of kids and my sister was in the older group and they got to do a choreography where it was like three people in the front, three people in the back. And I remember them rehearsing. I remember watching, sneaking up and watching them from the bushes, you know, like being all secretive and wanting so badly to be in on that. Like it just looked like the coolest thing ever. I so wanted to do that, but I was the younger kid. So instead I had to do the chicken dance, which in Russia is actually like the little duck dance. And so me and I think it was this other kid, cause we were like the only little kids we had to wear some sort of duck mask. I ended up wearing like a, my mom made like a, a ball cap with like a red front and eyes. And that was like my duck, my duck hat. And I remember I had to walk around the Christmas tree. And then whenever, you know, you know, we would stop and we would do the little duck duck thing or chicken dance as it's called here in the United States. And that memory of the sheer embarrassment and, and shame that I had during this performance, whereas my sister got to do this other thing and a desire was born in me for some sort of like physical expression. And I remember as a kid, I was always looking for an opportunity to dance in front of people, you know? So as a little kid, you know, here was this spark in me. And I remember my grandmother really pushing for me to become a ballet dancer, like to put me in ballet. She was kind of uh, trying to convince my parents to do that. And I would just overhear snippets of conversation. But 
because my family, we were sort of back and forth between Africa and, and the Soviet Union. My father was working in Africa and we would go to Russia a couple of times a year for a few months at a time, but then the rest of the time we were in Africa. So until age, I guess we finally moved back. I was probably 10 by that point. And so by the time I got back, I remember there was this conversation between my grandmother and my mom. And I was like in the room and somehow they're like talking as if I can't hear them. And my grandmother once again brings up this idea of, of me getting into ballet. And they both agree that I'm too old to go into ballet. And I remember hearing that and feeling so defeated. Like, what? Like, this is literal. I'm too old. Like, I can't do anything about that that this thing that's happened to me that I couldn't stop, I couldn't stop being 10 years old instead of six or whatever, but somehow without me knowing, I was already too late. I was already too late. And I was so disappointed. I was so sad that I missed <laughs> my calling and somehow it was my fault that I didn't start earlier. And so I did not dance in any way. Uh, and when I went to college, you know, there were all these dance classes there. And I was like, it, it would, didn't even cross my mind that I could do it. I was convinced that I couldn't do it because I wasn't trained. And by the time you get to college, like all of those people are trained ballet dancers, which is not true. <laughs> As I've discovered for myself, Recently, in the last few years, when I went to some college-level ballet classes, it's like, oh, it's just regular people a lot of times who want to take ballet, and they're not really dancers. Uh, but I was under this more Soviet-Russian mentality, you know, that in, in Russia, ballet is this sacred thing. And, I mean, it is a very, very high art there, right? And has a huge history. So... I don't argue with the fact that I was too old for for that, for what they were thinking, because they were imagining this process of like grooming where your body, you have to catch the dancer at a point where their body can be molded. And I was past that. So yeah, that's totally true. But I did not understand the difference between that and this other thing, which is just dancing, which you can do literally at any point in whatever way you'll have your own version of it based on what you know but like the dancing part was on was on limit and that I could take a, a ballet class in college that could have been something I could have done but I didn't because I sort of had this notion that I'm I'm too old I'm too old can you believe it I mean I start saying that to myself at 10 I'm too old to dance. I'm too old to dance. I can't dance. So by the time I started tango, I did not start tango because I was interested in the dance. I did not believe that I could be a tango dancer 
it was outside of the realm of my possibilities. I was too old. I was 29? No, 27. I was 27 when I was introduced to tango and I was, I was way too old. The best I could have done in my mind at that time, my, my best claim to fame was that I had been doing yoga since my beginning of my 20s. And in tango, the first thing that happened for me was absolute terror, absolute terror, because I came face to face with that belief that I'm too old to be a dancer. I'm not a dancer. And I have to say, most of the time, people who would dance with me ask me if I was a dancer and if I did any other dances. And I would always say, no, no, I'm not a dancer. I do yoga. And they would be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And I didn't like the fact that that's what I said. I regretted the fact that I couldn't say, oh yeah, I'm a dancer, you know, but it was always with this feeling like, no, 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 I'm not a dancer. I'm not a dancer. I'm, I'm just a yoga, pra- I'm just a yoga practitioner, like pff, no big deal. I never thought of it as like something special. So the other form of terror that that kind of took place was then because I was too old, then that meant that I don't understand this. I can't do this. This is, this is, this is beyond me. I'm, I'm not smart enough to figure this out. And that's how it felt at first. So this belief about being too old then also meant that I was too old to understand, too old to learn, that I, I was not capable of that. And so it's so interesting because what ultimately sort of hooked me into tango was that I was getting praised for it. <laughs> I was getting some of this attention that I wanted as a kid that I long ago sort of closed the door on because I was too old, but somehow I would go to class or somebody would compliment me. And, and very quickly after I started, my teachers asked me if I would be in their advanced class. And all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, they think I'm, they think I'm actually good at this. (laughs) So even though at that point I was already getting confirmation from the world around me, I still believed I was too old to be a dancer. And I still believed that I could not figure it out. Isn't that interesting? Even as I'm getting better, I still couldn't call myself a dancer. And when other people would call me a dancer, I would either verbally or mentally be like, no, 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 I'm, I'm not a dancer. No, no. And, and when I finally, maybe a few years ago, decided to refer to myself as a dancer, I for a while had this like sneaky fear that somebody might come up to me and be like, you know, you're not really a dancer, right? <laughs> I mean, I know it sounds silly. I know that. But it's real. 
like this process is real and the belief, right? This belief that I'm too old to start dancing tango can, or to start dancing in general, right? Like I'm too old to be a dancer. It can really uh, do a number on us, right? And and for many women, I'm sure that I've met and, and that I've been talking to, and maybe this is the case for men as well. I haven't talked to as many men about this, but for many women, they tell me that they used to dance when they were little, or they really, really were inspired by dance, but they didn't pursue it until after they got divorced, after their kids went off to college. Like it took a long time for them to arrive. And you know, why is that? I mean, some of this is maybe cultural that we're not really encouraged to explore that. I mean, dancing was not allowed in my high school. I went to a very conservative high school in Texas and dancing was not allowed, period. (laughs) Now, when we think about when tango comes into our lives, it is tempting to think about like, oh, I wish it happened earlier. I do wish that I started ballet when I was little. I do think that my body would be much more beautiful. (laughs) And I say that I love my body. I love my body in every way. Uh, But there's this awareness of how, like when you're picked as a, a young dancer, like really little, and then your body sort of is curated. You know, you see some, some people who, as they grow up, their posture and their dimensions sort of form around their activity. And for dancers, you know, I've always admired uh, dancer bodies. You know, when people who've been training for many, many years, they come into the room and you sort of feel they radiate that energy and it's very um, alluring and beautiful so part of me is like yeah I, I wish I wish I had the chance to do that I also wish that the art part of my tango or the art part of my dance could have had more development that I could learn how to draw some of these beautiful lines that I see on this the honed habit of this particular movement mechanic it's very beautiful to watch and I feel like I would have liked to have that earlier on and artistically if there is that very real part in me of like wanting to perhaps experience the stage and be a performer and have the Um, satisfaction of that experience starting early would have given me that and maybe I could have been a professional well I am a professional tango dancer in certain ways but like a, a performance tango dancer maybe I could have had a career the way some of these other dancers um, who started in ballet and moved on to tango and now they are these incredible dancers traveling around the world and performing and teaching and you know that could have been me I could have done that so I feel I feel that and I think for uh, many dancers uh, who start tango at whatever point for some it's 
later than me, like in the 40s, 50s. For others, it's younger than me. But, you know, there might be a little bit of regret on some level that you didn't start earlier because it would have allowed you to get to a better level or have access to more dancers or be able to do more and dance more and and have more stamina and stay up all night and be able to travel and sustain the crazy lifestyle that tango can foster. Uh, so you, you, you might wish that, right? But the other side of it also exists too because when I critically assess the experience that dancers or athletes have if they started their particular art or sport very young, very early in life. And what that does to their lives and their bodies, I actually am sort of questioning whether I would have wanted that because the dedication level, the tunnel vision that they have to have, the training and how you're honed. And a lot of them are very much in a box. When you're very young, you can be molded, right? You don't have volition. You don't have your own voice yet. So I remember reading that um, Andre Agassi, I read his autobiography. He said that when he was in the crib, a little baby that he couldn't really walk yet, his dad was taping his hand to a ping pong uh, racket. So like training him from the crib to hold a racket, right? It's kind of amazing, right? And so he ends up being this amazing tennis player, right? However, it's a great book, by the way, if you get a chance to read it. And what's captivating to me is that the whole book starts with him describing how long it takes him to get going in the morning and it his whole process takes hours that he has to get up and go into a shower hot shower for like an hour and take all this medication and do all this stuff because he is in so much pain and he's got all of this damage in his body from all the training and the playing and he's got sciatica and his um, back is messed up and and you think, oh, is it because he's just not good at tennis and his technique is not good? Is that what it is? Like, no, it's just because the man did this for all of his life through his youth. So when I think about the way dancers age out of the, the dance, for ballet dancers, for example, it's a huge issue that their careers are over once they hit 30 because their bodies can't handle it. In light of that, I sort of decided for myself that I actually felt it to be a gift that I was rescued from that path, that somehow I, I dodged a bullet, you know, like that, that's, that was a shift for me few years ago when I finally was kind of deciding for myself that I don't want that for myself. It's actually really good that my body and my creative independence was preserved 
until a time when I could actually direct it and I could decide for myself what I wanted and didn't want. It wasn't like thrust upon me because I'm young. So from that perspective, when you start and you're considering your age being a factor for your level, like if you start older in life and you're coming in on the scene without much physical knowledge, maybe you've never danced, maybe you haven't done much sport or yoga and dance is kind of new to you and it's all sort of unknown. And that's true. But at the same time, you've kind of a lot of times have already found yourself at that point. Maybe by the time you're in your late 40s, like Tanya mentioned, you've gone through a lot of the really difficult things in life. And this actually is not that difficult. (laughs) And perhaps that attitude of maturity and wisdom that comes with age that just comes from experience. It's not even age. It's just the more experiences we have, the more wisdom we acquire, hopefully. And so coming in with that, the tango that you dance will look very different from a person who danced it from their teens or 20s. But I think the more I dance tango now as I'm getting into my 40s and as I'm growing older, the more I'm realizing that it's all up to us and how we define it and what value we give to those definitions. So I think as a young person, it's harder to accept that. It's very much that the world is against you and you have to fight against the world. But with age, I'm noticing for myself at least, There's this big reveal that, honestly, it's really what I decide to think of this. It's not about what's true for that person or what's true for everyone else. It's really like my perspective. So I can decide for myself whether I'm too old or not to dance. Thank you very much. I don't have to have someone else define that for me. So when it comes to the question of, is there such a thing as an ideal age for dancing tango? I think there is. I think there is. And it's, it's whatever age you are right now. However old you are right now, this is the perfect time for you to be dancing tango. <laughs> I'll just say it that way. Right now, right now, whether whether you are too old or too young or you don't have enough or you have too much or you're too limited, like whatever the circumstances out there, you yourself are exactly the age that you need to be to be dancing tango. That can be, that can be a perspective. And of course, I'm throwing it out there. It's more of like a tongue-in-cheek, ha-ha, funny, but... I understand that the regrets and and disappointments of life can really impact the way we view ourselves and the way we view our tango journey and what we think we deserve. The question is, do you feel like you can still get out of tango what you would have gotten 10 years ago? And 
I think if the answer is yes, then continue doing what you're doing. And if the answer is no, I think that's where there's an opportunity to examine what is it that you actually want and how can you get that on your own terms? How can you make it so that it works for you? Instead of seeing as it as this external thing that you can't change, like ageism, you can't change the fact that uh, men will always prefer to dance with younger women <laughs> in general. There are exceptions, of course, but in general. So what does that mean? Does that mean that you as a woman will not get what you want? And it doesn't mean that way. It just means that what you want might reside somewhere else. What, re what you want might reside in you deciding to do something a little different, in changing yourself a little differently so that you can still take advantage and, and get yours, you know? An example that I just uh, mentioned to someone was that as I grew older in tango, one of the things that I started resenting was wearing heels. I hated wearing heels. They hurt. <laughs> Newsflash, heels hurt. It doesn't matter how many years and hours of technique classes you take or the ritual you have for warming up your feet or using lotions and potions or buying the perfect shoes with the perfect, perfect amount of padding heels hurt okay they just do it's a fact and there is a point in a woman's life when it's too much to continue wearing them and for tango dancers that can come pretty quickly right if you start a night in heels and then at some point you actually cannot physically continue dancing because it hurts so bad so the question is does that mean does that mean that you are going to succumb to your fate and accept the fact that you're not going to dance as much as you want because heels hurt you because your body cannot handle wearing heels anymore well you could do that and i've known people who've said that and who decide this way but the other option is you could just switch to flats which does mean that you will have to relearn your mechanics. You have to change some of your movement mechanics. It does mean that some people won't dance with you. Unfortunately, there are some people who take it as an insult if you as a woman don't wear heels. Let them be and just trust that there are other fish in the sea. Like, don't be afraid that just because you're wearing flats uh, you're going to get less dances because that's just not true. So you decide to go after what you want in a different way. You decide to adapt. And I think those kinds of strategies are 
more available when you have more experience in your life, when you've gone through the ringer and you've had a lot of emotional ups and downs. You can handle those kinds of things. Whereas as a young person, it's a little bit more volatile. It's a little bit more, uh, we're concerned with what other people think of us and we're really striving to become something and we feel like we're not complete enough yet. And it really matters what other people think about us and how we look and, and how we dance. And it's very outward um, driven. And so it can make the experience of tango very uncomfortable if you're very young. And I know for me, just because I was in my 20s and I had a little bit of maturity, but still, tango really kicked me around for quite some time and it caused a lot of turmoil in my life. And there were a lot of lessons to be learned there that I now appreciate in hindsight. And I'm very grateful that I fell into tango at the time that I did when I was just ready. I was ready to face the challenge. I had the maturity to use it to transform myself and not succumb to a lot of the pitfalls and mental aspects of being a, a social tango dancer. So I'm curious what you think about this. If you'd like to send me a message and share with me some of your thoughts, you can reach me at I am so tango on social media. You can also join me in my private Facebook group where I host weekly live banters on Fridays. So you get to uh, experience this in real time, not just as a recording. So you're welcome to join my group. The link is in the show notes. And I look forward to bantering with you again next week. Until then, have a great time dancing 